Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why Australians are struggling to retire, then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, remember to tune into our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8pm Australian Eastern Time. Now this is a show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. When discussing your superannuation, I'm sure you've heard a vast array of opinions from both experts and well-intentioned others. Some of those opinions being good, while others are not so good. For those of you who read my books, you know I'm not a big fan of superannuation, although I am a big supporter of Australians planning for their future. Last week, I was listening to a financial expert on retirement, and they advised that people have two options when it comes to retirement. The first is to rely on a government pension, and the second is to rely on their superannuation. Now, immediately I heard this statement, I was concerned for those who were listening, as this is just poor advice. This way of thinking makes me constantly question the financial services industry, although it does explain why so many Australians are struggling to retire. The pension was never designed as a retirement vehicle. Rather, it was used for a safety net for those who live longer than normal. Over many decades and successive governments, we've been told it will be increasingly challenging to rely on the pension as a means to fund our retirement. You only have to watch the media to know that the pension is something that you certainly cannot live comfortably on. I'm a big believer in that you need to be responsible for funding your current and future lifestyle, and every Australian has two options to achieve this. The first is through superannuation, while the second is through investing directly. The more you do for yourself, the better your future will be. Unfortunately, too many Australians have become sceptical about superannuation, given that many funds do not perform well and the government is continually changing the goalposts. This changing of the goalposts and lack of trust in the financial services industry is why some are saying, enough is enough, we need to be taking control and investing directly ourselves. 
If this is you, then I encourage you to get a quality education about how to invest and grow your money. Whether that is inside or outside of your superannuation, so you can achieve good returns. Taking control means you won't have to rely on the government or underperforming fund managers. Now that's something to get excited about. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Real estate on the top of the list for the best performing sector last week, rising over 1.2%. And this was ahead of healthcare up 0.77% with consumer staples next up 0.53%. Information technology was the worst performer, down nearly 6%. Communication services was down just under 1% and consumer discretionary down 0.4%. If we look at the top 100 stocks on the market, the best performers include CleanAway Waste Management, which has risen over 20% last week after announcing a 14% rise in net profit. AMP also performed well, rising over 12%, with Coca-Cola and Lendlease both up just over 8% each. The worst performers include Whitehaven Coal and Tabcork, both were down around 10%, followed by Nine Entertainment, which was down 7%. So what do we expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Geez, I don't think there's a week that goes by where there's something or something not going on in our market or news telling us that the market's bullish or bearish or some sort of thing that's trying to make us more emotional and make emotional decisions about our stocks and what we're doing with investing. And I know the past week I've had a few emails from people who are watching our YouTube channel and, and some on our Facebook page and our LinkedIn pages asking me questions and getting the wrong idea about what's happening on the market. And, and I know I've said this before on some of these reports, and I, I know I've definitely said it on our um, live channel or our live YouTube stream every Tuesday night, and that you need to stop looking at the market in terms of what the media is telling you. You need to look at the stocks. And some of the stuff we'll look at, uh, we'll look at today and some of the stocks we're in on the, uh, the questions that we've got. So let's get straight into the All Lord News Index and have a look at what happened last week. Now on the screen, is a weekly chart of the All Lord News Index. And you can see here last week, there's a, if I just expand that up, this is really called an indecisive week where the market opened, it moved up, came right back down and closed a little bit higher than it opened. So really there's no more movements. If I put my pointer there, you'll see the close for last week was 7230 um, and the open was 7 227. So almost nothing in that move. And that's really on indecisive. Now for the market to continue to be bullish. Now remember, I am expecting a peak soon. Now we did think for a little bit or I did for a little bit thinking that the peak might have been uh, came here in, in January. Now originally, prior to the end of 2019, I was suggesting our peak would happen in the second half of uh, two, February or even into early March. That's still possible. We're in the second, nearly the last week of February right now. It's possible that last week was the high and that we're gonna start traveling down now for two to four weeks, or we may get another one week up, maybe two more weeks up before coming down into the low. End of the day, it's going to happen anyway. The low's going to happen. And that's not something to be worried about. And this is where people think when I say, oh, the market's going down, that they need to panic and start selling shares. No, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is the market moves up and down, it up and down. That's all it does. And we need to be prepared for both. 
whilst it's great buying stocks and have them have them go up on you all of the time stocks will come down and then go back up again they'll not come down and go back up again the market is no different just expect that this is the movement of the marketplace so right now i'm expecting a high i'm pulling back from buying stocks unless i get a really really good buy and that's how janine and i've been doing it for the last sort of six eight weeks until we really knew where the highs were coming in and sometimes it's better not playing on the market and sitting back watching what other people are doing and then coming back in once it's settled again so right now i do think we've got a little bit more upside on here we are in my targets i remember between 7200 and 7600 points um, so we're still right in my target zone maybe it won't make 7600 points but if it doesn't get up that high it won't fall as far um, so there's benefits and positives for or, or benefit positives and negatives for whether it rises more in time and price or whether it rises less in time and price from where it currently is but right now just stay with it at the moment uh, if your stocks are looking good stay with them as well but again maybe one more week up maybe two more weeks up before a fall if it starts to fall below the low of last week then it's probably going to fall for two to four weeks into the low I was expecting and then we'd be bullish for the, the rest of the year so let's now get into the questions that you had for me now the first question that we have today is from Dalton who says hi Dale I'm really enjoying the content you publish thanks maybe that's really nice of you to say that um, he goes on to say what are your overall thoughts on West Farmers the share price has powered since the demerger of Coles yes it has very much so um, but there is plenty of talk with struggling retail bricks and mortar store sales and low consumer confidence um, is this stock currently propped up um, on dividend hungry income investors due to low interest rates that's probably this is a really really good example of what I was talking about you're listening to the media way way too much if you own this stock then why do you need to worry about what they're talking about in the media if it's going up stay with it if it goes down get out of it it's pretty simple uh, and that's why I think we look at too much micro macroeconomic um, information and the media just keep pushing that out obviously for obvious reasons is they want you to watch or read or listen to what they're doing uh, because of advertising and other revenue streams that they do have but it doesn't necessarily make good investing information for you and uh, you need to get a different filter on or, or you need to understand how markets work so you're filtering that information is a hell of a lot different now looking at the screen we've got West Farmers on the screen on the left is a monthly chart on the right is a weekly chart um, it's been beautifully bullish on that monthly chart you can see here since the demerger of coals it's just gone pretty much vertical so if we go from this sort of area right up to here you can see how since this area in December 2018 it's risen um, actually that's price there let me just change that to percentage terms and you'll see the percentages 56 percent from December 18 so about 14 months has done very very well Coles itself has also done very very well you also need to remember when the demerged the companies that made them a little bit different in terms of the attraction to different investors so uh, and to me that's it this is a great sign for this stock looking at the weekly chart is where we need to be at this point in time right now the monthly saying it's bullish the weekly is definitely saying it's bullish the weekly is saying it's a little bit more indecisive here you can see how it's a very small bar open high close a bit lower open pushed up like the your lords came back down again sitting here a little bit indecisive we've had one two three four five six weeks up i would suggest it's probably going to have a couple of weeks down that's pretty much all i would say to you don't make decisions on Wes Farmers based on the news. Make sure you have a stop loss and or a trailing stop loss. So um, hopefully you've grabbed my book. That'll help you 
understand how to do that, whether it's a, a trend line or a 15% stop loss like I talk, it'll help you understand not to listen to the market, matey. Just really do look at the stocks and what they're doing. Um, if you're not sure, just grab a chart, print it up and give it to a six-year-old because they'll be able to go, oh, that's going up or that's going down. Let's take all the noise out of it and you'll, mu you'll make much better investing decisions. But great question to ask. Very, very good question to ask. Um, then the next question I do have is from Sensei Shredder. He says, in the next report, uh, could you do a quick chart analysis on this new Adelaide company, UWL? Um, it went from 16 cents to $1.83 in the last 10 to 11 months. So let's have a little bit of a look at this stock. Um, this one's UXL. Um, right now, um, there's probably not a lot to say about this. If I just there's not a lot of data on. It's had a lot of resistance up around that dollar eighty sort of level right now. It doesn't. It looks like it's going to reject that. I think at this point in time, um, whether it's gone up that heavily and that. So there's. Yeah, it's not too bad from liquidity point of view. This is not a good sign right there. I think the market looks like it's going to reject it. If we don't get above that high this week, then this thing will go south. It'll go below that level there, $1.44. But uh, I can't see any joy at this point in time for me. Um, you don't say whether you own it or you're looking to buy this stock. If you do own it, stay with it until it tells you to exit. Uh, and if you don't own it, it's not a place to get in right now. That's really what I'm suggesting at this point in time. So let's move on to the next question. I've got one from Mike who says, Hi Dale, can you give me your thoughts on Westpac and Magellan High Conviction Trust? I'm going to cover Westpac maybe um, over the next 12 months. I'll give you my opinion on it now. When I'm trying to get, giving an opinion over the next 12 months is really not something you can do on the spur of the moment. And uh, it's really not relevant too because what happens with Westpac next week or Magellan next week or next month and announcements may change my opinion. So I'll tell you what I'm thinking right now um, on both of those stocks. But all too often people, when I say Dale says, the market's going to, well, this stock's going to be bullish for 12 months. People go, yes, that's definitely happening because Dale gets it right most of the time. But that also puts you into a false sense of reality that you don't need to watch it. And I don't want to do that. You really do need to be active in your investing and making sure you're looking at your stocks maybe once a fortnight if you're more of a buy and holdy type person, maybe once a month. Um, if you're more active, you can look at it once a week. But anything more than once a week as an investor is way too much. Um, I used to, when I was an investor many, many, many years ago, I used to just look at them on a Saturday morning, have my coffee and go from there. But um, I've also got a question from Tina on Westpac as well. So I'll just read that one out. She says, Dale, thanks so much for the information and really enjoy your show on Tuesdays. Thanks very much, Tina. Um, she says, you mentioned financials have gone up and yes, some have uh, gone up or the sector went up last week. Uh, we'll talk two weeks ago, went up nice and strongly, um, but it was down a little bit last week. Um, she says, I'm interested in your thoughts on Westpac, please. I don't own it, but I'm looking to buy it. Thanks. So let's have a look at Westpac. Uh, out of all the banks, our preferred bank is Combank, um, not NAB and ANZ, and probably Westpac is the next one on there. But we're not super bullish on the banks at this point in time. Looking at this um, Westpac here, and, and I know there was another question from, I think it's Riley, I think, um, on one of our other videos on Westpac as well. I think he said he'd bought it at this point in time. I'm not super bullish on Westpac 
Um, and definitely not bullish on NAB or ANZ. I'm actually bullish much more on CBA. But right now, this could just be a secondary movement up before it falls away again. And we've seen little moves up and fall away, move up, fall away, move up, fall away, move up, fall away. So you can see that on that monthly chart. This could easily just be another one of those. So don't get caught. Um, I know people are thinking it's finding support at this level, but it hasn't proven it's found support at this level. Uh, and this is really critical. I know a lot of people get in and they go, wow, this is find support. Every man, woman, dog and child in the market knows uh, the, the basic concept of support and resistance. It's not good enough to make a, an investment decision on that. And I know that's not what you said, Tina, um, or the other gentleman on his question as well. Um, but right now, at this point in time, I'm really cautious on Westpac, very, very cautious. This could just be a bit of a reaction up here in the next few days or in the next couple of weeks will tell us. It's made some beautiful moves up here and you can see here on the weekly chart, if I open it up, um, and I put my little pointer on there and whack, you can see how it's moved up nicely. It's moved, oh, it's still on percentages. I've got to change that, don't I? There we go. Um, and I doesn't do that. Come on, let me click on the right thing. So as my computers are a little bit further away, guys, I can't see it as well. And there we go, percentages. So it's gone up 8%. So people are getting excited about it. Things that move off the bottom for a bit, people start to get excited about it. And what it, it pays not to jump early. This is really critical. Too many people pick falling knives. And we see that quite often on the YouTube show that we do our live show. You see people saying they've picked a falling knife. And I'm not saying Westpac is a falling knife. I'm just saying right now, it's not confirming to me that this is in a medium term uptrend. It's just confirming it's a small uptrend uh, or a small bullish movement at this point in time. Over the next few weeks, we'll determine it. But right now, I'm staying right out of it with my money um, and with our clients' money. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it turned over and fell over and come back to this point. It would not surprise me if it did that at all. If it falls below that low that from, we, from December, uh, then it is definitely bearish and going further. But um, I'm not discounting it. It can be going up. So it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's too early for me to confirm it, um, but I'm not discounting that it will be bullish. The next question we got is from Andy, who says, thanks for uh, the EVN update. I'm a new subscriber and loving the content. Thanks, matey. Um, if you get a chance, could you take a look at 5GN chart? Thanks. Uh, so let's have a look at 5GN for Andy. A little bit more speculative. Um, and obviously then EVN, it's looking, yeah, it's probably a little bit of indecision right through there. Let's have a look at some of the volume on this sort of stock. I'll put my glasses on so I can see it a little bit better, guys. Um, let's have a look here. Yeah, 1.4 million shares. It's pretty lower level in terms of the liquidity on it. So it's probably not one that I would sit with. It's quite volatile. Um, right now, it's moved up for the last couple of months. Not super, super strong. Um, in terms of that, it does move quite well. Um, you don't say whether you own it or you don't own it, Andy. If you're looking at buying it, I think I'd stay away right now. I really would. I wouldn't be in this stock. I'd be looking at this. It's probably run its race at this point in time, and it it's likely to start falling away. So um, nothing there exciting for me at this point in time without doing a little bit more research on it. But uh, thanks for sending your question in, and thanks for uh, the others for sending their question. It's always great to get your questions um, and your comments and your thoughts. So thanks for watching the video to the end as well. It's, uh, it's really good. You're staying with me right through to the end of this video. Now, if you do have any questions 
um, that you'd like me to answer, whether that be on a stock or whether you have a specific question on the market or investing, happy to answer any question you've got. Just stick them below there in the comment section and we'll get to them in our next report. So you get on the keyboard and type and I'll get on my end and uh, give you my answers as well. Now remember that here on this channel we do these Monday market reports every single week and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. So hit that subscribe button as well. Click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date uh, with our videos and you know when we do our live one but for today that's it for today sorry um, i'm dale gillen the chief analyst here at wealth within goodbye good luck and good trading thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by wealth within a global leader in stock market education for more information on our courses or to listen to more talking wealth podcasts head over to wealthwithin.com and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.